0: Then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week we are talking rituals. And we are talking about rituals because we haven't talked about them in a while. And I just got to do this really great little Facebook Live for a Facebook group, and I was really honored to do it. And I thought, you know, we haven't talked about that in a minute. So let's do it. So, you know, the other reason, so if you've heard me talk about rituals before, I'm calling this a ritual refresh because we always have to be looking at our rituals. And if you've never heard me talk about rituals before, you're wondering what the heck am I going on about? So let's get into it. So for me, rituals is like my, I don't know, my protective word for like just really good habits. All right. And things that we do all the time at trials, specifically in the morning. And recently I did a podcast on post-run rituals, and that was just a, I don't know, within the last couple episodes, I'll drop the episode number in the show notes, always check the show notes just in case, Um, and I'll drop that there. But um, it's been a minute since we talked about the pre-run. And a phrase that I borrow from the horses actually is, is this concept of like, get to the ring. So we used to say about horses, well, like, what does it take to get them to the ring? Right. And really what that meant was, or what it encompassed was a whole bunch of things, but it encompassed the concept of like, well, what does it take to get that horse ready? You know, from the morning till they wake up to the time that they walk into the ring. And so it's a phrase that I continue to use because we have to, get ourselves to the ring. Like what does it take to get us to the ring? What does it take to get our dogs to the ring? And I really think that we need to be thinking about that more and harder and even revise that plan once in a while. So for me, the the getting to the ring becomes a set of things that I always do which then becomes these rituals, as I call them, because I want to always be protecting my rituals, all right? It's really important for me to protect my rituals. And I learned this, I don't know, kind of strangely in hindsight. So, you know, when I was a kid, I rode horses, blah, blah, blah. And I and I rode them um, successfully, so I would go to national finals. And what, what I noticed, again, in hindsight is is that all of the things that I would do throughout the year, like the way I would spend my mornings, what I would do to get the horses ready and groom them and and all that kind of stuff, I was doing completely different things at nationals. Like completely. Like I was essentially kind of throwing out those morning habits, those, those familiar rituals when I got to the nationals. Now, part of it, there was a good reason for that in that the shows were so completely different, almost like in format. You know, you, you'd practice it like, you know, five in the morning and then you wouldn't show until three in the afternoon. I mean, it was just, it was bonkers how different it was. However, what I realized in looking back is how grounding and how important those things that I was doing on those regular weekends, those regular show weekends um, how important they were and how disconnected or ungrounded I felt without them. And so it really gave me a new perspective of how important having a set of rituals are, not just to me as a handler now, um, back then as a writer, but now as a handler, but also to my dogs. Because if you think about it, we as humans, our dogs, we, we love a good like habit, (laughs) right? I mean, our dog's behaviors are very habitual. They are very secure with the familiar, with the predictable, right? A lot of our dogs get up at the same time every day. They eat at the same time. You know, I mean, some of us can set our watches by when our dogs want to have dinner. And so they want to take walks at the same, they want to do the same things all the time. It's predictable. Well, it's grounding for them. It's familiar. It's secure, And it signals, and sort of anthropologically, this is true too it signals to the pack, to the herd, to the people, to the community that life is normal, that life is just going on normal. Nothing to see here, everything's fine, life is good. We know what's going to happen, it's predictable, we're not running from bears, you know, life is good. And so I think that, you know, that giving ourselves giving our dogs that sense of familiarity that sense of it's cool life is cool it's good we know what's going to happen it's predictable um be grounded in this be comfortable in this i think is really 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 valuable and so in my dog work and in you know my mindset work i have really like kind of like double down on this. And I use the term ritual because it has a sense of gravitas about it. It's just, it just feels, it makes it more important. If I say habit, people are like, yeah, biting my nails is a habit. But like, if I say ritual, it really elevates it. So I use the word ritual because I think that the things that I do to get myself and my dogs from the bed to the ring is that important. And I really try to protect my rituals. And when I talk to groups, like when I've talked to, like I had the chance to talk to like a world team and I've had a chance to talk to different groups going to like nationals and, and things like that, which hint, I'm available to talk to your group. <laughs> um, but um, when I've talked to different groups, when they're going to those big events, one thing that I really really get on my soapbox about is when you get to big events and the environment is very different from your normal weekend trial, you need to make sure that you are protecting your rituals. Or another way to say that is do the same things that when you're at the big stage that got you to that big stage to begin with right? You know, if you worked your butt off and you, you know, did all of these things and you were the same way every da 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 and then all of a sudden you get to the thing that you were gunning for and you change everything, why? It's so disruptive. It, it's unnerving. It It, you know, kind of takes the grounding away if you will so that's why I'm so passionate I've lived this it's been really important to me the first time I went to the invitational I realized how much I'd thrown my rituals out um, and how I was you know getting sucked in and doing things differently and um, again I've spoken about this like going to big events and like my national and things like that it's just really important to stick to those things so what are those things The heck am I talking about? So um I've shared my example before. You know, I have the same things that I do when I get to every trial, no matter what the trial is. Um it the setup might fluctuate a little bit differently uh, as I think about the different venues I compete in. But for the most part, and I'll try to shorten this, especially for those who've already you've already heard it, but basically I get to the event. I leave my dogs in the car. I go inside and make sure that, you know, I know the lay of the land. I know what's going on. Um, you know, I know where they are. Maybe I'm checking in, maybe I'm, you know, getting a crate, you know, putting my mat down for a crating spot. And, um, and then I go back out to the car and I get a dog and I walk the dog and I bring the dog in the venue and let them look around so that they understand that like, oh, agility jumps or, oh, obedience setup or, oh that it smells like rats in here or whatever it is and they really get a sense of like got it I know what I'm doing today and two of my dogs and this is I did not train this will actually lie down just in front of me wherever we are to kind of say like got it I got it I'm good I get it and at that point I take them back out to the car I happen to crate in the car um and we'll get into that in a second because that was a learned thing like I figured that out along the way Um, and so I run through that all very quickly. And then the, or for you here, it takes me a long time, (laughs) three dogs to do that. And, uh, and then when I get ready to run, like saying agility, maybe I know that I, you know, I like to have like nine or 10 dogs to go out to the car, potty my dogs, bring them in, take a jump or two, warm them up um, you know, do some spins and some, you know, kind of stretching, but also some attention and engagement things and, you know, and work my way up the line. And then right before I walk into the ring, you know, I always say, you know, like bars up, you know, good teamwork, you know, good weaves, you know, and then I say, thanks for running with me. And it's one of the last things I say, and it's important to me, not only because it's true. Um, and I do appreciate the fact that my dog's do this thing that uh, was my idea, right? Because I entered them and I signed us up and drove us here and decided we were doing this. Um, but also because it grounds me back to them. Because it's really easy to stand at the gate and be watching the dog ahead of you or watching what's going on around you or all of this other thing and get distracted by the fact that you have a dog in your hand. <laughs> you have a dog in your hand who's like, um, what are we doing here, mom? Like, what, what are we doing? Like, You seem nervous. What's going on? Are there dragons in there? Like what's happening? And so all of those things, you know, you need to make sure that you're connected to your dog and not just being a Pez dispenser, right? And just giving them treat after treat, hoping that they'll stay focused and ignore the other dogs, even though you may or may not be ignoring your own dog, right? So those are sort of my rituals super fast in a nutshell, whatever. My point is, is you need those. You need to have something that you always do. Because when I do those things over and over again, it does several things. It grounds me. It makes everything that happens by the time I get up in the morning to the time I get to the ring predictable. It is me controlling the controllables, right? I can control all of those things I just rattled off. Um, it sets the tone for the day, it relaxes me, it relaxes my dog, it signals to my dog exactly what's going to happen, because they're getting treated and going through the same steps, right? They're like, oh, it's clearly a competition day. Um, when we left the house, she had that baseball hat on, and now we've done this, 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 and this, and all of those things signal to me that we are, you know, competing today right? Um, and maybe even starting with, she's got the good roasted chicken in the car, you know? And so um, all of those things. And they're, they're really, I just, I can't overstate how grounding and reassuring, I guess, these rituals can be to ourselves, to our nervous systems, and to those of our dogs. And also they signal, you know, our dogs pick up on so much. And if we're always doing the same things at an agility trial, pretty soon, they'll be like, I know what we're doing today. I know what we're playing today. Those kinds of things. Even if they're at a brand new venue, they've never walked in the building before. All of the other things that we're doing around that signals to them, got it. We're going to play this game at this event in this context. And I know what is going to be expected of me. All right? So we're soothing our sympathetic nervous systems and we're or parasympathetic. I always do that. And, um, and we're basically telling ourselves like, it's fine. We got this. But more importantly, we're telling our dogs that and we are connecting to our dogs. We are making sure that the team is in a good headspace, that the team is ready and is feeling in the present moment to be able to perform. And the reason I'm calling this kind of a, a refresher is that um, in some ways it's really good that this becomes a habit and you don't even think about it anymore, right? It's fantastic. You know, I don't even think about my, my ritual for the most part. However, when we get a new dog or we change venues or we find out that, wow, I've had like three days where my dog feels kind of just off or not very connected or we're not, you know, maybe I need to tweak something or maybe something's not going right. So we need to always stay open and curious to the fact that things change. Our dogs evolve. um, Weather could be a factor. um, It's hot outside. Maybe you have to tweak your ritual because you need to crate in the building or you need to crate outside instead of in the building. You know, COVID really changed some of that as those of us who were starting to trial um, early on in COVID, I'll say, um, you know, some, for some people it was the first time they were crating in the car and that really changed the, um, changed the rituals for them, changed the habits, changed the environment. You know, sometimes those small tweaks really make a big difference to a dog And so I want us always to, while we're doing these rituals, I want us to be really committed to them, but I want us to be committed to them with curiosity and openness that we might need to tweak something or be open to the fact that even one dog isn't going to enjoy the exact same ritual forever. Something might change. Okay. So I want you to always be like this weekend, if you're going to go trial somewhere, be a little curious. Like, is this ritual still the bomb? You know, is it still working? Am I still getting the results that I'm expecting? Is my dog still happy and content? Am I still happy and content? Um, you know, am I still eating well Are all of those things? Are those things still going well? Okay. So I want you to do that. And if you've never done a ritual before, start there. Start with curiosity. Start, with, start by observing, actually, and just observe what it is that you already do sort of naturally. Um, because whether you're new to trialing or whether you've been doing it for years, you probably have some things that you're already doing. I mean, you're getting to the ring somehow, right? So it's all working out somehow. Um, but just look at it. Just look at it and just observe it. And then think about how was your day? And if you had a super great, fantastic day, you know, unpack what was so great about what you do and try to duplicate that, you know, every day forever. Uh, um, so you can have every day be super califragilistic. So, um, but look at that. Keep looking at your rituals and making sure that they are still working for the dog that you have, the environment that you have the sport that you're playing, you know, those of us who do multiple sports might need to tweak our rituals um, from sport to sport, or we may find we're tweaking them too much and our dog would just rather have the predictable version. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a breath and then we are going to come back and we are going to talk about how our rituals can help us uh, get a handle on our ring nerves and butterflies or even performance anxiety. Let me take a drink of water. I'll be right back. So I realize I talk about the membership a lot or mention it really, but I never really explain it. Well, think of the membership as weekly mindset lessons, right? You take your dog to handling class. Why not take yourself to mindset lessons? Because I believe our mindset is our secret sauce and it is the most underrated handling skill we have. And when we get our mindset right, we cue more. I mean, plain and simple because we get our ring nerves under control. We're able to bounce back from yucky situations or bad runs. Uh, we're able to see NQs as opportunities to learn. We embody like this true growth mindset and it's kind of magical because every aspect of our handling starts to improve when we get our mindset right. So if you're ready to commit to that, to making your mindset better, then check out the membership, the link is in the show notes and I'd love it if you joined us. Alrighty. So rituals and our performance anxiety, they are linked. Okay. I mentioned this a little bit in the beginning when I was talked about controllables. So, you know, some of the things that make us nervous, anxious, you know, insert your word here are the fact that there are a lot of variables in a day you know, in a trial environment. So a lot of things that could change, go right, go wrong, you know, things that could happen, um, weather, judges, ring setups. I mean, there's just, there's a lot, you know, if you really break it down, I mean, there's a lot going on. It's a busy, you know, some, sometimes those environments are like full on circuses. Um, so there's a lot of potential variables. So one of the reasons I like rituals is I, like to control because I'm a control freak maybe Um, but I also just like to control as much as I can and yes maybe I'm coming at it from a control freak standpoint but I like to know what's going to happen so for me it's about it's it's fun to make fun of the control freaks okay but really it's about wanting that predictability that we talked about. It's like wanting to know what's going to happen. And so one of the ways I can put myself in a good position is if I start thinking about on Thursday or someday earlier in the week, everything from what am I going to pack to what kind of jackpot, you know, foods they're going to have, what am I eating? Am I going to go out for lunch? Am I going to eat, you know, out of my car? Like, what am I bringing? Um, you know, do I need like a, a shake, you know, a power shake or something during the day? Like, what is it that I need to be successful? And I don't want to just like, I don't want to show up and be like, oh, I, I didn't think about food. I didn't think about this. I mean, we would never do that. But yet we don't necessarily think about what's the best food or what's the best way to so that we feel energized all day or we don't have a sugar crash or we're not just, you know, eating mock cake and, you know, and surviving on that for the day, right? So that's just one example of me trying to build a predictable environment for myself and my dogs so that I'm reducing the number of variables I have to think about in a day all right? And by reducing those variables that I have to think about, there are fewer things to get anxious about. Well, that seems good, right? Um, So I want to be able to have fewer things to worry about, in a sense, so that my mind is free to be in the present moment and concentrate on my performance and concentrate on my, you know, preparation with my dog and connection and those kinds of things that are really going to help me in the ring, right? If I'm worried about you know, the fact that I forgot treats or forgot, you know, my lunch or whatever, whatever, then I'm distracted and I'm not going to be able to perform at my best because I'm thinking about food (laughs) or whatever else. Okay. So that's part of it. By doing these rituals, by getting rituals that you love that just turn into habits, we are controlling the controllables, the things that we can, you know, think about. All right. The second thing is, is it is like I talked about, it is building a predictable environment and we do that for our nervous system and it calms us down because when we are feeling threatened, right? By a bear or whatever is, you know, big and chasing us or something. There's nothing predictable about that, right? Our nervous systems go into fight or flight. Um, we go into fear. We, you know, because we don't know what's going to happen. Like we, we feel under attack or vulnerable. And so we want to remove that also because we don't want to send our nervous systems into that zone When we have to perform and we have to feel confident in the ring like that seems crazy. So we don't want to do that. And then, you know, it also, um, again, helps set the stage and be predictable and keep us in that present moment. So those are all things that help sort of ground us and calm us. And the other things that I would add to your rituals, which I have in mind, are some few like last minute, like while I'm on deck, in other words, the last, you know, I'm next in the ring. I will make sure that, you know, while I'm thanking my dog for running with me, I'll also take a few deep breaths, right? Or I'll repeat my mantra, you know, of like what I need to do in order to perform in the moment, in the ring, in the moment. All right. Because sometimes when we're getting nervous, we're already thinking about the outcome. We're thinking about, oh my God, I hope I can do it. Well, what does do it mean? (laughs) You know, you know, a lot of times we're really thinking, I hope I can cue. I hope I can pull it all together and do it. Well, that's why we compete. (laughs) Okay. We compete to put ourselves you know, to the test, you know, to put our training and all of our preparation to the test to see if that when, the, when that ring opens up, can we do it? And that's great. And I don't know, it's one of the reasons I like to compete. I like to test myself and that I love that piece of competition. However, If we're focused on the outcome, it makes us more nervous and we also then kind of skip to the end. We skip over all of the things that we need to do and we need to execute on in order to put ourselves in a position to be able to cue or pass or take the points. So we have to make sure that we stay in the present moment and building really strong rituals that include, you know, especially if you need them, some like, you know, nerve reducing elements, right? Some relaxing elements like deep breathe, take just a few deep breaths, just a few deep breaths, or like wiggle your toes in your tennis shoes, you know, as you're standing in the gate and really feel the ground underneath you. Or, you know, when you tell your dog, thank you, really look into their eyes and really like connect with them because we know our dogs ground us and calm us, right? So all of those things remind us to get back into the present moment which is the only thing we can do anything about and really focus on the task at hand And if we have a mantra, if we have process goals, I hope we do have both, (laughs) but if we have those to sort of repeat them in our heads and remind ourselves what it is that we have to do and, you know, okay, stay connected, run smooth, um, you know, make sure I'm looking at my dog or making eye contact or whatever those things, giving good cues, you know, whatever those things are, we're able to do that then grounds us in the moment helps reduce that, that fear, right? Because performance anxiety, nerves, all of that are forms of fear. It calms us down and it gets us back thinking. All right. And that's where we need to be, right? We need to be the thinking part of our, our team. And uh, not that our dogs aren't brilliant. Of course they are, but we're the ones who know the plan or have to listen to the judge or have to do the rally course, you know? um, I had a dog once who told the communicator he could read the signs, but, uh, she had to actually tell him he needed to wait for me to tell him what to do. So, um, so, but we're the ones in charge of the course, in charge of those things, in charge of what we have to do. And we can only do that. We can only execute if we are being, feeling grounded and kind of in our bodies you know we're feeling like fully present in that moment so um for me rituals are a really grounding way to do that because I'm starting personally speaking I'm starting from like the time the alarm goes off or even before then right because I'm I'm loading the car maybe the day before or I'm setting those process goals a day or two before or you know just setting myself up for the weekend you know, I don't just do that like Saturday morning when I wake up, like that preparation starts earlier in the week. So again, start with observation. Check out where you are already. If you already have rituals, just observe, are they working for you still? Are they working for that dog? Are they working for that dog in that environment or that sport or what have you? So start with observation. Then, you know, figure it out, experiment. You know, I had to experiment a lot with, you know, a dog who, and that's how I learned to actually crate in the car and learn that my dog settled because, you know, I once had brought my dog in because it was hot outside, blah, blah, blah. It was super really air conditioned inside. But by the end of the day, he was like practically shaking because it was too much stimulation inside with all the other dogs crating around him back to the car with him. I had to learn that the hard way, but I learned it. And I learned it because I was paying attention and I was curious and I was open to how our preparation affected our performance in the ring. And not just preparation like your practice at home, but I mean that morning, how how I was quote, getting him to the ring, like all of the things that I did. And so you can tell from my passion and the fact that I've just spent 20 minutes on this. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's more impactful than people give it credit for. And there's probably a lot you're already doing without even really giving it conscious thought. Um, but if you added a little conscious thought, could it even be better? You know, what else could you do to, you know, properly prepare your dogs to run the best that you know they can? All right. So that's my challenge to you this weekend. Take a look at it. Be curious, be open, and just see what else you can do to just make it a little bit better every time you trial. So just, just think about it. Promise me you'll think about it. (laughs) All right. No matter what you're doing, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.